Hello and good afternoon. Welcome to Variety with Deyonce. Today, I have a couple of guests sitting with me in one of those nice remote locations that we do the show from. Um, proudly, obviously, brought to you by Young Feminist Movement of Namibia Trust and Transgender Intersex Androgynous Movement of Namibia. I tell you, those ones chose a name and a half. Now, I would like to welcome all my guests and we will go around the room, do a brief introduction, give us a little pronoun, and then delve into the discussion because today we are discussing bodily autonomy. So we're talking about my body, my choice, my right, that kind of discussion. So I start off on which side? Uh, on my... Okay, obviously, here we are. Uh, welcome, introduce yourself. Um, morning, guys. I am Memory Hokobel. I'm a she. Something interesting about yourself? How are you feeling today? Give us something. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Okay. How oh, are you feeling? Oh, mm, excited. Excited. Cool. That's a, that's a nice feeling. You are overthinking it. Just get, do the flow. <laughs> Shindang. Yes, Miss Thing. <laughs> Okay, um, my name is Siki Posh Aikas and today, I don't know how I'm feeling today because I'm ovulating. Oh. So, can somebody come up with that feeling? <laughs> <laughs> okay, we, we will yeah. just say ovulation, yes. Yeah. And I, I'm guessing with those ovaries, it's a she. <laughs> yes. Well, I'm Jay Aaron. I'm a gender non-conformist. I'm a makeup artist by profession and yeah, I mm. go by they, them. Oh, they, them. <laughs> welcome. Oh, Thank welcome. you for having How are you me. feeling? I'm feeling amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Hello. Welcome. Hello. My name is Shushmira Shagira Friedrichs. Yes. Yes. And Hi. I'm feeling so good, so heavy. Yes. Welcome. And I'm shemale. Oh, yes, girl. Yes. You see, there we have those identities coming through. Hello, humans. We will talk about those things. I'm Miss J. DuPont. I am she, her, hers. Um, how do I feel? I feel flat. Flat. So it's a neutral feeling? Like, yes. Okay. Like so I'm hoping indeed. by the end of the discussion, we will have it at a peak. Like way up there, like river deep, mountain I'm still high. Optimistic. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do this. Let's do this. So that's a that's another Miss J in the room. Okay. Hello. Hi, my name is Nikki. Lately, when I was raising, I'm a TG, and <laughs> that's my identity. And I'm a she/her. Today, I feel like a bear. You, you feel like, like a, bear. a bear, yeah, just oh, like, like hairy and just this, soft and sophisticated. Okay, cuddly and yeah, cuddly. But still with an <laughs> element, like but still with an element of scare. Yeah. E yes, darling. Welcome. <laughs> Hi, everyone. My name is Miss J. I'm a gender non-confirming. Pronoun she/her. Um, something interesting about myself. I feel flawless. Oh I yes, feel darling. Lovely. Yes, feel darling. Amazing. Serve it, serve Ooh. it. Yes, you wake up flawless. Queen mm. B shining through here. Hello. Mm. I'm Justin. I'm here. Mm. Today I feel very inspired, you know. Okay. 
um, I believe it's, it's a community you can go from yeah. and you can make a change, you know. You're still using your bedroom voice. Mm. We need we need you to use your loud voice. Yeah. So when we go around the next round, just that that outside yeah. voice. Mm. Yes, hello, <laughs> Tarani Huki. Yeah, hello. My name is Angel the Bigger Bantuan. I don't have too much to say. I'm a shy person, actually. So. How are you feeling today? Don't worry, we will, we will get that shy out of you. How are you feeling? I'm happy because I'm with you guys and I'm he, him. Welcome, he, him. <laughs> we will make you happier. Today you will talk. Must <laughs> she, her, lady. I feel beautifully splendid. Beautifully splendid. Yes, darling. Servant. Yes. Hello. Uh, nice to meet you all. I am here with your diversity. I'm Jocelyn. Most of people know me as Josh. I'm a he. I'm a domesticated trans man. <laughs> a family man. And, uh, yeah. So do you want to tell I us feel... what domesticated trans man is? <laughs> well, I was actually very, I was very wild and free he actually found the woman that made me hang up my player's card and my player's jacket mm. yes so so ladies <laughs> this one is off the market <laughs> all right yeah so how are you feeling i'm feeling ecstatic Ooh. you're sitting right next to me let's not electrocute each other <laughs> create static electricity so let's jump right into the discussion, yo, is the people are sweeting, <laughs> the munchies is around, dare we not mention what the children have been up to. Mm-hmm. Yes, so the first thing I guess we really want to dive into discussing is, um, you know, sharing some of those narratives, you know, those things that people create that make us as trans people feel bad about our bodies. Um, so just sharing some stories around the room on what people have said to you around being trans, um, what it involves around your body. You know, people make funny comments, you know, people call us names. So that kind of discussion. Um, And just talk about how that impacts our lives as trans people, because you know, it affects how we move, um, how we function around other people. And yeah, so anybody can kick us off the question is how does the narratives that people create around our bodies and our lives make us feel that's about it that's where we start well okay for me like um i would actually just want to talk about me getting to know exactly what transgender was from the beginning so during that period of time it was sort of a thing that if you are a trans person you need to hate your body. Then only you are apparently fitting into the trans box. Mm. So with that, me hating my body, obviously the messaging of the health system is already heteronormative. So to go into a health clinic and see that all the men must go for male circumcision Mm. and already in my head, I hate the sleep. So even if it is for my own health, 
it will block me to access that service because it speaks about mm-hmm. something that I hate. Mm-hmm. Anybody else relate to that? Want to share more? I think it also like really <clears throat> contributes to the fact that even as as a trans person you you can't make peace with your own body or like even if you stay yourself in your you you're basically like giving yourself names because of constructs that heteronormative people have already put in place. So to a certain extent I feel like it's self-inflicted but it's also like structures that has been made that make us think a certain way about our bodies. Mm. Mm. Um, what I can say in this sense is that um, I have felt so much when I grew up uh, during my my growing phase that because of my body people always have make these little remarks like oh kiss a movie market getting hard man those those were some of the things that really I, you can be so so strong enough in your own body but then people don't know what you feel behind that that feelings that you get if you are alone. If you are like if you are in a dark room, imagine for a day. If you are in a dark room, yeah, you are you are only thinking of your own faults. People don't know that. That couple of like Christmas, we got your shake, yeah. Kids are moving, my dear heart, me. It's 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 very painful. And then you come at such a point that you just feel like you want to eat, you want to uplift your body, you want to eat something to your body, and then again, it again becomes also a problem to society. So I don't know where exactly you have to be in terms of your body if you are too masculine again it's an issue if you're trying to be feminine enough it's an issue if you're trying to add something to your body it's also an issue so it's very confusing and it's very depressing towards me personally so it's almost like a damned if you do damned yeah. if you don't kind yeah. of situation yeah. <laughs> like um this this question is very diverse name yes we have the community with their shit and we also have the trans community now within ourselves yes and i had to talk about myself me i let me say that i've been bullied and i'm still being bullied because my fellow trans women feel that i should be comfortable with my anatomy the way they feel comfortable right but i don't understand why people want to project their stuff onto us because some of us like I painfully hate certain things on my body and whether you whether I have to go through like a whole lot of psychological analysis or treatment or whatsoever I will just not get over the fact of certain bodies i said certain things on my body so also within us as trans people we should learn to understand where people are coming from we are already experiencing the things that the general community is saying to us like mm-hmm. auntie with the oh dear i don't want to continue with that but yeah those are also things that are making us suffer major anxiety <laughs> and some of us really Like I don't know honestly we also need to find it within ourselves to respect people with their stage on the anatomy. Okay. So I guess I'm getting two things right out of just what has been contributed and it's for me it's like one or two things it's the follow up questions that I really then want to ask is um 
So what do we do when people project those kind of narratives? How do we counter them, right? Um, because the discussion is around, it's my body, it's my choice, it's my right. So how do we push back against that, right? When people, and then, because you know concepts like gender exist. And it's either you are male or you are female, right? Um, and they are the constructs of physiology. You come with a penis or you come with a vagina. So, like, how do we then counter those kind of narratives as trans people that live in this country that has that fucked up system that's set up, right? And then the other question is, um, it seems all the stuff that people say and do either puts people in a mental space that's either anxiety or depression or, you know. So there's, like, mental health issues. Like, so what, what, how do you guys cope with those mental health issues? Like, what do you do about that depression? So it's like, it's, it's quite simple. Like, do you, do you, do you talk to somebody about it? Do you vent? Do you just keep it in? Like, what do you drink? Do you smoke? What are the what are the coping mechanisms that people have to be able to survive this, right? And then how do we push back against it? I think it's just yeah. Well, in my experience, like if that thing happens at that day, it takes it it went immediately a shock to me. So it was gonna take two days for me to reflect on it. Depends on how serious it is. But Otherwise, I will make it as a joke. That's how I will be taking it out and make it in a joke and let go of it. But sometimes it will be heading, so I'm like... Most of the time, I will say I got the support in the office than outside. So I will be having that conversation to my colleagues or to what's going on at that stage. So talking to someone else helps me a lot at that stage if I'm going through something depressing. I think in relation to the first question, first follow-up question, um, I think it's like just in general, you know we all are not mentally, physically, emotionally at the same level, right? Mm -hmm. So it depends from person to person how you actually take it and process it and then deal with it. Um, however, but talking on my own experience, I would say that at first, and I think it is maybe a learning curve in terms of how resilient one gets in mm. the process of your experiences. Like, at first, I would really break down, like, everything that comes would just go in and sinks and eat me up. Mm -hmm. And then I would rather deal it myself or try to block it out and move on until later on I have realized that I am actually just killing myself slowly with a very <laughs> deadly harmful poison so I have decided you know what it's for me it was best to first really allow the feeling that I'm feeling to so I can feel what I'm feeling and then process it and then only I know how best to deal, whether I talk to somebody, whether I feel it's maybe a pity thing, I can just write down and just tear it up and just letting it go. And um, I think it's very important actually as a person that you know in all spheres of life, 
there are so many things that is, that is against your existence to actually build on resilience because that's the only the only mechanism I think for coping in terms of like all the experience that you as a person or you as a trans person goes through when it comes to your bodily autonomy so um how how i deal or i dealt with those kind of vulgar words that people say human race say is um, so, Use this word so people know what no. these words are so that they know these words are painful because this is going out to community so that people understand that these particular words that you are using are painful they cause this emotion and we do not need you to use it I'm so sorry for those who don't like those words Morphee, chocolate box and those kind of words what I do you know there's, there's also that point where people say you are bad luck. You weren't. <gasps> you weren't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You will never be successful. Yes. Yeah, you will never come somewhere. And the other one, you, you will get HIV fast. I'm like, what the fuck? No. Of two open black. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so then, how I deal with it? I go to. I go to the biggest mirror in my house. I'll explain it. Go to the biggest mirror in my house. Go look at myself and say you are uniquely sculptured in the image of God you are a perfect person you don't have to care about what anybody has to say about you you're beautiful and you love yourself and then I walk out and just be extra again so self-motivation and my in my what happened here was last year one day I went to go buy, buy flavor at someone's last place because my, my stock ran out, of, I ran out of stock actually at my business. And then when I go through the street, you know what's out these three guys? It's just the colored people, they're very, they can be very cocky. Let me put it that way. I don't know, like, can I can't. I love it, man. On the school views and it's snacks views. And then when I went through, the guy was like, yeah, two even black. To try come to say from Miss Kat, I gave her my two even black group. That is case to be so. Castro. <laughs> That's what I said. I, I didn't know what to say. As a twin and black square. Twin and black. Ah, like twin and black. The, the thing that you like use. So oh, it's just it's any, one of those derogatory. Yeah, because it's just like that. It's just it, going. Uh, okay, it's, 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 black. it's both sided. You're not. But it also uh, plugs in. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. what? What? Maybe what I? What, how I understand? Maybe they mean that you, you would only be capable of operating in that way. Not like with the whole black thing. So he's not can to yellow cookies and die to him black and untrack. Then I told him, my dear, as I could even black as that case, so be sorry, Castro. And then I just walk away <laughs> like a diva should. That was my yes, yeah. yes, yeah. way of drinking, and they oh. felt so ashamed of it. You know, it makes me, you know, um, it makes me differentiate between the places that I need to be at or the kind of people that I need to hang around. So also I I also have that anxiety of being around places where there are typical people. Can I be honest? 
Well, you know, I think black people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> typical black people. Nee, I, I don't want to be around typical black people. So, because these words are very painful and these um, actions are also very much painful. So, if I would, if, if somebody would say that right now in the street... It would take me two years to come back here again. <laughs> because I'm very selective of the places that I hang around. Because I don't want such feelings. They are very, they are very, very painful. And I also talk with guys. And I forgot to say that. Mostly I talk with guys. Like, I don't know. I just ask them like... But why do you guys say this stuff to us? <laughs> and then obviously those ones would say, "Thy own says dumb," and and that would make me feel good. At least there are guys that wouldn't say that at all. Yeah, but they, and I'm, I think they should also start educating their fellow brothers. Like, and yeah, exactly. So I think that's the next conversation that you want to have with those kind of guys to say to them, "Hey." Then please call your other brother aside and let him know. No, this this ain't cool, right? So, um, <clears throat> from a trans man's point of view, uh, a support structure there is none, none. For trans men, there is none. I've seen it. I've experienced it. <clears throat> right now, the structure is so incapable of carrying all these young trans men that are coming out many of them have been labeled that they are just lesbians and that's it and um, i've experienced this past holiday i was with my in-laws at the getaway and there was a conversation about the whole morphe no morphe and lesbian thing so for me, because I'm not lesbian, I would not take part in it. So this uncle had this thing that he always targets lesbians. And the moment he's done with them, they would always fall pregnant. But for me, the fact that me and this in-law of mine hang out and we drive around and I help him pick up chicks and things like that, the other guys don't understand. Majority of the nephews that are there would not understand and say, how is it possible that you hang with this lesbian and stuff? And when the conversation came back to me, I literally had to break down the whole scenario that there's lesbian and there's trans men. For them, it was the first time to hear it. So there's the need for people to actually understand transgender yes. identities and expression. Yeah. Yes. I, I keep receiving. So I have like... I have like a devil's yeah. advocate. Oh, yes. So before you carry on, I also feel like um, we as trans people go through so many things, and now the fact that you still have to educate people about your your community and stuff, it baffles me so much. I'm just like, why should I put in so much work for ignorant people? <laughs> I, I, yeah. I really I don't. Say, I always say that. Like, why is it my Why is it my responsibility? Yeah to educate you on your ignorance like like who asks you to explain why you're cisgender mm, right exactly. so why must i like oh, like i was sitting in the taxi it baffles me and this one woman nah. <laughs> 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 i almost had a stroke <laughs> they <laughs> understood 
Er langs me en die tekst, ons twee sit achter. And there are two guys in front. So I get and I sit down and we're on our way to town. And we have not even, kijk er man hier van single kwartier af nie. And then you just pass the school, you're by the high court. Mm. You feel, like, is that a distance that you feel you're comfortable enough to ask somebody, no, Lester, Choma, ek wil jy moest toch a vraag vraag, and that thing that they all do, Choma and Gail and Gala. And I'm like, who, where did it come from, though? Like, not all of us adhere to those stereotypes, so please keep them at bay. And I'm, at some point, I'm just like, you know, let it go. Let her speak. So she goes, ek wil moest altyd weet nie. How do you must do you know okay? No, I'm like, eh, because I'm indulging him. And it's like, how do you guys have sex? Like, so I'm like And I sat there for a while, I took a pause and after that I go, How do you and your husband have sex? Exactly. She goes, You can't ask me that that sensitive. I'm like, girl, bye. You just asked me the same goddamn question. So what do you mean? So I think sometimes we just need to check people, right? Yeah. And in like whilst checking people, I have a question now, mind-boggling for trans for the trans men community, and uh, we have three, I presume, masculine identifying persons in the room. You know how? And girls, please call me to order if I am out of line. You know how you'd walk out of the yard with a trans man, and then the regular guys of the street are sitting there, and then the guys all go. Oh, who said brang? Shop, 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 shop. What, what to the trans man? And then they go, What mark you with that good man? You know? And then they go kind. They're literally walking right next to you. I'm like, So, I'm like, How are trans men that quickly accepted into society? Or is that just like a blindfold thing and we're not seeing the true picture? Um, help us understand. And then also, I know there are some of you that might speak up, but then I know there are some of those men that sit there and keep quiet. I'm like, how can y'all go keep quiet? Because I know we are the first one to just call somebody out if they say something negative about our fellow sibling. So I'm like, the man, please, you can use whatever language comfortable to help us understand. May I really need to understand this one? Okay, from me, from a personal experience from dating trans women, um, so trans also date each other. Yes, yes. <laughs> that, that, that's another topic for another day. For another day, we'll organize another podcast just for that specific one. Remember, listeners, variety is bringing you trans on trans relationships. Um, this specific group that was actually the thing is, if we as trans guys we grew up in this neighborhood, the variety of things that we do. We hang with these guys. We know secrets of these guys. These guys, they share a lot of shit. They they share a lot of red door shit. So, for them to come out and say, ah, because they do ask questions like, ah, let's see, mom of Isa, no, 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 <laughs> then they would ask like I am this the cherries and the rockets and the deep matis that Murphy's and rockets and the deep heat. And then their expression is like you guys. For them, they don't say trans women. They just say Murphy. 
you guys are taking the whole feminine thing way to another level. <laughs> you see? Because, like, no, no. To a point that the guy's girlfriend actually takes the ro- takes the dress and gives it away. Because she feels now very intimidated that this girl is wearing it like this. And then it's... That's so a topic for another day where we need to this guy is projecting the then this guy would like go around and say you know so this and then they would have a heated argument in the meantime in this argument this guy would turn around and ask for the same advice as his peers and his group and these guys would just say ah like the original vagina and DNA hit me and then there is a whole comparison thing. So we as trans men we are caught in the middle and then we would be like, yeah, but then it's different. For you, for you, because we that are trans men, we would know how it feels to carry a vagina. That's that's just something that we are born with. And for those guys they actually experience it. For them, it's it's important for his girl, for his lady to look exceptional next to him. But then, when she feels intimidated like that, then this guy would go around and say, "Ah, I'm officer," and then he projects the anger that the woman has onto the. So the reason most of us, most of us, yes, we would defend, we would defend you in another way, not publicly. Like they are guys, <laughs> but silently, <laughs> you know, because we know, because we know for a fact, if I'm gonna answer that nigga right now and protect my woman publicly and all that, then we are gonna have another conversation, because that guy is just provo- trying to provoke something else. He's just like trying to provoke and saying, yeah, uh, who me? But it's not something that we do it intentionally. It's just that we want to pro- pro- provide the peace on that side and the peace in this bedroom on this side. That's it. <laughs> so are you saying that we need to look outly for, for people's self-esteem to be maintained? Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. The thing is just this is gendered people have isolated themselves. You know, and there is just a handful of cisgender people that actually come and mingle with us. And those ones that are handful that come and mingle with us don't even go to that extent to say, ah, man, they don't. Because why? They also, then they will be stirring up another battle at home. They say, then he becomes isolated. Then he becomes isolated. So it's like uh, you need to consider both sides of the coin kind of situation. I am still sitting there thinking to myself, when this guy keeps referring to us as Nam officer, Mm. and you are still just sitting there, then it's a problem. You must keep saying, this is the right word to use. This is the right word to use. Even if you have to repeat it 15 times, my dear. I get it puts you in a situation, but if you don't call it out then who will right mm. it's like it's like it, you know how some of us at home because some of us are activists right and i keep mm. saying this 
um, for a very long time. I experienced it with my mom. And I'm out here doing all this amazing work with activism and I'm telling other parents, accept your children for who they are, but I have not spoken to my mother for seven years, right? How hypocritical is that? So then I had to go back and first try and attempt how difficult that conversation is to understand why other people are also away from their home. Yeah. So I, I, I kind of, so it's, it's double standard that you're going to be out here, come on campaigning for us and then when things are happening behind closed doors, we're all quiet. Like, say no to gender-based violence. <laughs> you had something to say. I know the question is directly posed to trans men, right? Or the masculinity. Yes. But However, it's... like, I think, just to add two things on that question, I think there's something to do with phobia. You know, back in the days, people assume that, maybe for example, there are 10 guys in a bar and I, as a transgender woman, walks in there. All the guys feel like I'm actually after their penis or I want to date them all. So it's very difficult for men to actually hang or accept trans women. However, for cis women, it is very easy for them to accept trans women, but not trans men. So it has to do with a gender, okay. you know. So, yeah. So I also like it because it's the same thing, right? Cis women would think that trans women want to hit on them. Mm. And then that um, there is the added, I feel, sexual objectification, same. particularly of trans women, where people look at us and they just see sexual items. Mm. Like, you know how men fetish and then... Like especially white men, right? <laughs> when they, like the whole lady boy and she male thing, and then it's like I feel like there's a whole fantasizing thing that 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 goes around it. It's or just, maybe also people are scared of what they don't the know might happen after that. Because some guys will really they know they like you, but they will just I don't know for what reason just be so rude to you, just to build a world so he cannot or he doesn't want sure. that feeling to so is, this, is it like his own self stigma yes so like because he doesn't do. want other people to see, see that he's yeah, also attracted to this yeah. Yeah. so yeah. it brings us back to those narratives that people have created around our community mm. or also they hate i think that they hate those emotions about themselves because, yeah i've heard uh, a cousin of mine tell me there was this guy that told her transgender women are deceiving yeah. deceptive <laughs> yeah so like apparently we should it's fine to to be that way but just keep, keep on wearing like a man just be masculine oh it's the same thing that yes, my mother my told me yeah. and then my cousin was like so they should dress up like men, men because you have a fetish for them. It was, I like the way she posted that question because men are liking us and they are hating the emotion because they feel they will be judged if they act on that emotion. Yeah. So his own internalized phobia mm. is being projected on us now. Mm. How, how is that fair? But do you know that this is actually true? Because like I'm telling you, 99.9% out of men that are transphobic mm. are the ones 
that will get you around the corner and try to tell you, please wait for me, wait. Mm-hmm. So it mm-hmm. really makes sense. The after nine community. The after nine community. <laughs> <laughs> after <the> yes, after the kids. After the But you also give them power most. No, you know what, honey? I have this thing. If you are so transphobic, I will make it so obvious, am I? I will give you all the nicest things, am I? Afterwards, you will have to come down. <laughs> Push back the narratives. I'm telling you, the boundaries of activism are being pushed in oh, this no. <laughs> level. Level. So I, yeah. I mean, I'm loving how the discussion is going. Um, another question, quickly as we're discussing my body, my choice elements. How does the room feel about my body, my business, and this in the realms of? sex work how included do you feel in the sex workers movement that exists in the country what is your understanding of sex work maybe anybody want to come out as a sex worker <laughs> 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 well i want like like it's a, I, career and it's a job it's a job it's, it's a it's whole job um i feel my body my business is definitely a thing i'm here for it i support <laughs> each and everybody that's doing it because it's a cute coin and you're working your hardest ass off for it i mean going back to cis women it's always easier for for cis women to be accepted as sex workers but when it comes to like trans community it's always a taboo or like people are scared to speak these things or talk about these things but at the end of the day it is existing and it's high in demand you know? Yeah, and we all indulge in it, and we have to. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Since you were saying it's a business, it's a whole prof- it's an industry. Uh, it's an industry and it's a business. <laughs> so if you just if you just happy with your body and if you have a choice to deal with your body, so it's no sh- shy of you. You don't have to be shameless. You have to try to come out freely. You can even go to your friends and you can, even if you have a best friend, how understand you, your way of your cousin or your auntie, then you can to speak out. Mm-hmm. So it brings me a through movement for you. Mm-hmm. Promote I th- the business. I think just adding on to it. Oh my God. In this seven to eight years of my activism, only the other day I had got to realize that sex work, sex work, sex work. And then I'm sitting there and I'm like, but guy, everybody is doing sex work. Everybody like, I was asking this guy the other day, would you give money to your girlfriend if you don't have any like sexual, they're like, no way. Why would I give money to somebody that doesn't give me sex? Now I'm like, you see? So there's this another, there was this another thing that they were using that was so fancy. This blessers and blessies. Like it's directly sex work. Either you are a client or you are the worker. So people only see those people that are standing on the streets as sex workers. Sometimes you will have your client, fixed client. Like I know I have mine. Hello. <laughs> I know. You know. 
So it's a business. So everybody needs to have that choice on your body to decide whether people are saying it's wrong or right as long as you yourself is happy with what you're doing with your body. How can you have sex for free? It doesn't make sense. Hello! Doesn't Where does the soap sense. come from to wash all these things? Wait, wait, wait. Uh, a whole discussion, my dear. <laughs> I'm telling you. No. Okay. Going back to OCJ's conversation, <laughs> something just came back to my mind. Once I asked credit from a guy and he told me, come so I can fuck you. Uh-huh. And I said, like, I'm asking for credit. Then he said, was, oh, it's my money. Yeah. So I only send credit to people that I fuck. So you must come to my room so I fuck you. So you get the credit. I'm like, what the fuck? The credit. It's a good yeah. thing. They are posting, they are posting, they are cash on delivery. Hello. So, they. It's just like the one guy, out of my head, he said he's chatting with me, but the another day he said, Can I come to your room? Can I come and fuck you? Then I said, No, you want to fuck me free? For what? Even you got your own girlfriend. And I am not your wife, or even I am not your girlfriend. If you fuck me, you will pay me. Yes, There's no yeah. free thing, my dear. Yes, <laughs> yeah. That's this thing of paying clients. Oh. They always want to go to your room. Mm. And then when they get there, they fuck you and then they reduce the price. <laughs> <laughs> because you have clients and then he fucked you. Okay, it's in, in the S. Yeah. He fucked you, and then after that, he's like reducing. Oh, you are meant to. I'll just give you this one. So, 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 you're so much fun with this man right now. So, where's the, where's the best place to do the work? <laughs> His place. Uh, okay. Uh-uh. Based on what Didi said, I went in the simi- similar case where. Waar ik moest met de persoon gaan leren om seks te En die persoon had voor mij gepolven, is voor mij geld gegeven. Want ik, had, ik was buitensbraad uit dit. En toen ik met die persoon zei, ze gaan ons het, ons het van gaat. En al en al. En after that, the dude just told me, my dear, I forced out the money out of him. I never did that. But he, I was really desperate to have some more money on me. Some cash, because I need to run some errands. The guy told me, I forced the whole guy. He's just telling me, you know, I'll give you in the morning. I'll give you in the morning. So I de- decided, my dear, as far as you don't give me that money, I will not perform at the pace of my abilities. And I did not do that. I told him, my dear, I'm a woman. And you will pay that price. You will not reduce it. You will give it to me. And the guy, and then, then but, I, but I at least also try just to... You know, <laughs> then the guy told me, no, I will never be able to pay you. Oh You're just acting like a woman. I felt so embarrassed. A free account. Yeah, a free account. You get buy a little couple. You get slaughtered a couple. So, so I guess then, so, so what happens? When a client doesn't pay? You fight the client. Because you know, <laughs> right there and then. Because you know, like, Anybody tried and gone to the police station if a client is not paying? Uh-huh. <laughs> Why? Oh, but uh, hello. Girls, hello. Why? Whoever gives a service without payment, you must give at least pay up front. 50%. 50%. Deposit. Yes. And but why is everybody saying no? You, you're not going to report a crime. It's so unacceptable. <laughs> you go to police and you report. Police, are, they are very, you know, once I was there with a problem with my boyfriend, but they say, yeah, you are a man, why should you come with that story to report the man while you are also a man? Oh, man. And they don't want to help me in uh, any way. 
but it's not it, it's not very good and it's not a very good idea but if he just doesn't want to give you the money fuck him up yes I yeah. Have idea, fuck yeah. him be a man also and fuck him up <laughs> My goodness. There's a lot of smiles. So there you had it. I <laughs> Wow. Okay. Um so I don't think we want to advise people to resort to violence. But these are the real lived experience stories of trans bodies in Namibia. Um and this is unfortunately what we have to resort to. If somebody's not if but it's true, like just just going back to Ashanti's case. Mm. How many men has really just because we were seeking for love mm. ate our money and ran away? Mm. Who beat a man up? Now just because she was a trans woman, she had to go through all those violence. Mm. Like the law doesn't even do anything. It was so out on public, mm. but nobody even dared to react to it. Mm. Yeah. So mm. these are the things that are building our emotions as a person. Because only you can only deal with so much as a human being. You don't even get time to deal or solve one mental issue then the other one needs to come then you leave this one unresolved and jump to and later on it's unbearable for one person so i know we have to talk srhr and bodily autonomy and uh, trans people in namibia with a discussion around srhr it talks about your sexual and your reproductive health mm. right and that refers also to parts in your body mm. and so i'm not sure if as namibia having the discussion around gender affirming health care and is your state providing gender affirming health care things like reassignment surgery hormones those kind of things if people are accessing them I know I I I I like this this like a brief show scheduled for it but maybe like a highlight if uh, people want to share are people considering gender affirming healthcare maybe let's start there how are Namibians feeling about transitioning um getting on hormones getting a whole perky breast and a whole vagina is it something that you want to do um you know it's your body right well i personally feel that <coughs> Namibia needs to do more in terms of making people understanding what transition is. Cause many a times we hear about transitioning and then it's all about growing breasts. For most women it's all about growing breasts and all those things. But to deeply go into what transition is and what are the risks and what are the possibilities or man just to put it in simple mm. what does it like the whole journey the whole journey itself because mm. i know um many a times this for most of the how can i say ground root trans women would take transition as to trying to fit in because of the pressure given by the community right but the fro had knee borsten knee but the fro had beard all of the thing is and then you want to do all these things to actually pass into the community however forgetting the rest that come there off so i think maybe we as or maybe the trans organizations in namibia can take up the conversation maybe have this topic go out because i know for 
transitioning. The state doesn't have dollar law access, dollar law at all. So with transitioning, you need to go private mm. and it's costly. And already, especially during the COVID-19 times, like it's worse for trans uh, people now in the country in terms of maintaining the basics, the basic living hood as a trans person. So it's quite hectic. Right. In terms of access to hormones and surgery, um, I don't even think the country's spoken about it. I think we're still busy talking about HIV. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like we, we should be so over HIV, but <laughs> I don't mean it in a bad way. Somebody was saying the other day, um, are people still using condoms to avoid HIV? And then somebody replied, Ella bra, the devil jokastir, one virus at a time. The state has provisions. It, but they need, like, proof or is it evidence that you really need this service? So with state, what I think I know is that they can assist, but they're not going to assist in reaffirming healthcare, yes. right? Because what they do is say, for instance, I have a medical issue and then I need to go take out my testicles, right? Mm-hmm. Um, then because my body cannot survive without the production of that particular hormone, it needs to be supplemented with another hormone. Which automatically for me as a trans woman I would have gone now on estradiol or estrogen or whatever that feminizes, right? But the state's duty is to give you what is assigned at birth. So they want to give you testosterone. Um, mm. to keep supplementing and what your body exactly has lost. What I was told. Yes. That's why I could not take the rest to take out the other even though it was risky because they said they can't provide estrogen. Mm. To me, because yes. I'm male by birth. The parameters so that they so allow. I decided to keep the other one because my body needs that hormone to yes. actually function. Because your, your bones break, mm. um, your tissues thin, you know, your teeth fall out. You need to maintain a healthy balance of mm. hormones mm. in your body. Um, yes. So we are talking about transitioning. Um, next week podcast hint hint i'm putting it out there um and so as we wrap up the final question i guess is around how do we then build alliances with other people that are doing sort of like the rights work right we know in the country people are talking about pro-choice and abortion so how do we join that um, what's the message that we, you know, people that are doing that kind of work, you know, people are doing stop GBV work. So how do we make sure that there's inclusion for trans people with other justice movements and just other people that are working on issues like land and issues like water and sustainability? How do we build a lion? What can we do? Also, can I please for a little bit backtrack you? Okay. I think it's a very important point that I want to raise. And I think in terms of SRHR, it is very imperative that we talk about how we as trans people are also taking care of our bodies. Mm-hmm. Even though we said my body, my choice, mm-hmm. there are so many things that we 
are responsible for whether we like our bodies or whether we don't like so there are some things that are very common in transgender community which is like tuckings bindings and all those things and it also comes with health risk the more you tuck the more risk you are at getting prostate cancer the more you t- uh, bind the more risk you have for breast cancer so all those things we don't really know or we don't really talk about as trans community to say that as much as <clears throat> i don't know how, what is the best way to put it and not make it sound sensitive um okay let me use me as um you know example so jj is a woman right she is trans she is woman everything about her is a woman but jj is unfortunately male bodied mm. and that's something that i cannot run away from unless i have resources to change mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. so i need to know that to maintain my own health there are certain things that i need to do for this male bodied to also promote my health as a person right mm-hmm. and that's the conversations that we lack in terms of um, sexual reproductive health and rights so it's finding a gender affirming health care conversation around our bodies um, and it's almost like when I, I keep saying to healthcare professionals for years I've said it to them um, treat the body treat the identity with dignity right because they keep telling you yeah it's a medical profession and we're supposed to treat you like this mm. and i'm like yeah but it takes basic decency to just refer to me as she mm. um if so if you're treating a trans person at a healthcare facility ask me what my name is because the name on my id is not possibly what i use ask me what my preferred pronoun is mm-hmm. and then please also ask me what the names of my body parts are do not assume that I refer to them <laughs> as the same yeah. way that you refer yeah, to them. Yes. You know, because yes, because some of us must now have created our so own serious. language <laughs> around our bodies, right? Um, so, but yeah, that just that alliance building. How do we speak to other people, and then I think we can we've reached that end. I think we still probably have a long way to go in terms of, you know, just educating people about ourselves because it feels like we live on a planet, but we're not human beings. We are not regarded as human beings because just like what you've mentioned now with pronouns and just the decency of being a human to treat another human with decency and respect. But I hope we can probably get more inclusive with like probably organizations that is willing to help and aid us with all of these issues that we're facing at the moment because we really do need the inclusivity um i think it's such a great issue to also build alliances because i alliance because of the of our political stench we have a elite ruling issue within our country so if they can't also cater for the cis people then how difficult may it be for them to cater for our needs because we also feel 
fall into that sphere because we are also human beings and we also need that you know we need land we need proper employment we need all of that that cis people need but as i said we have an elite ruling issue within this country so that that is also another issue on its own anybody else as we wrap up um i have nine minutes i think with that we probably have to end here thank you so much powerful guests powerful knowledge um I appreciate each and every one of you for coming through and joining us today, discussing these difficult issues. The teams are around for mental well-being support services that will be offered throughout the year. If anybody needs to speak to a counsellor, um, there is a particular individual here that can deal with those kind of things where you can just line up. Um, thank you so much. Thank you, everybody, for joining us via the podcast channels. Um, catch me again next week as we talk about hormone replacement therapy um, and what it means for trans person in terms of access.